High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. What an Shabbos is indeed. It's the first Friday of the very first Friday of the very first week of the whole year. And we find ourselves the ten days, beginning with Rosh Hashanah, finishing with Yom Kippur. Days that are called the ten days of Teshuvah the 10 days of return. And we need to ask ourselves, what does it mean to return? Who are you? Who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going and where should we be going? The 10 days of Teshuvah. The prophet tells us, seek God when he is found. Call to him when he is near. This is the time we are told where the source of light, the luminary, is close to the spark. This is a time when it is so easy to connect with our source, with who we are, and to clarify again for ourselves where we're coming from, why we're here, and where we're going. And the prayers of Rosh Hashanah And the prayers of Yom Kippur highlight for us our incredible closeness to Hashem that we are called the children. We are called Bonim to Ovinu Malkeinu. What does that mean? Each and every one of us at this time needs to remember how special we are how much God is counting on us, how for each one of us, Chai of Adam, each person must constantly say, Bishvili Nivra HaOlam. The Olam, the world, was created for me. All of it. We just celebrated creation of the world. Why did God create the world? Bishvili for my sake. Another way of looking at the word olam, which is world, is from the root word helem, l'ha'alim, hidden. The darkness, the difficulties in our times, the difficulties in our lives, bishvili, they have been created for me. In other words, it's no mistake When we find ourselves in a restricted place, in a difficult situation, in a personal darkness, in a personal challenge, Bishvili, God has created all of that, all of this corona, all of this change. Each one of us must take it to heart and say, God is doing this because of me, for my benefit. 
He's talking to me. He's my father. He's saying to me, I love you. And there are things that I want for you, which indeed are going to not only change your life, but change the course of all of creation. And we need to examine that. We need to understand it. We need to look at it. And we need to take it to heart. What better time is there than to do it right now in the 10 days of Teshuvah? Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. When you think that Hashem loves us the way a father loves a child, when we reflect on the words of the Baal Shem Tov, that each one of us is as precious and dear and, and cherished to Hashem as an only child who has been born to parents late in life. How much does that father, that mother love the child? And then they have the experience and they want to shower the child with the best in everything. The best obvious Emotional support, education, all the love, but balanced love, mature love. The ability to say no because they know that it's good. To give that child nourishing food, sunshine, variety, their experience in life, to share it with the child. They're not afraid. They're not busy and occupied with themselves. They understand this child is their future. This child makes everything make sense. We have to ask ourselves during these times, who are we and what are we doing in this world? Why did God put me into this world? Why would he take a precious soul and put it down here into a world of conflict, a world where there is jealousy, hate, a world where there is thievery, murder, a world where there is a lack of feeling for real things and total absorption in things that delude one into thinking that this is what life is for. As the previous Rebbe said, Jewish wealth is not houses, it's not acquisitions. True Jewish wealth is children who are connected to God, who keep God's way. Children who honor and respect the age-old traditions. Let's look at that. And let's look at the Parsha. First of all, in the Parsha, Hashem said that God would say, they are children, they are my children. Children means two things. On the one hand, the father's child. On the other hand, the child needs another chance. A child may be immature. A child still needs to be exposed. But when Hashem refers to us as his children, he lets it be known that he'll never, 
ever cut ties with us. No matter what we do, just as a parent and a child are always intrinsically bonded and connected beyond the behavior, there is such essential connection between us and Hashem. And our relationship, as with any parent and child relationship, is so strong that no matter how seriously it may be tested, in the end, the outcome is always that the bond is stronger than the external behavior that might threaten it. And therefore, our relationship with Hashem as well, no matter how much it's been tested of what He gives us or us forgetting about Him, His love for us is infinitely stronger than anything we may have done to have weakened it. And our essential love for Him is there no matter how hidden it may become. And during this time, it's the time of the closeness of the luminary to the spark, of the father to the child. There's so much love at this time. Although these are called days of awe, these are days of connection. And days where Hashem hopes and gives us so many chances and so many, just arranges things in a way that we feel Him. And essentially, with a small amount of behavior, a small amount of dear shoe, seek God when he is found, a small amount of kira'uhu, call to him when he is near. The most incredible, infinite response comes our way. And what's the greatest thing we can ask for? Greatest thing is sensitivity to the right things. Sensitivity to the fact that he is our father, that we have a mission, that he loves us, that he is powerful and loving and positive, and that no matter what happens, it is all for the good. And of course, studying Tyra and Hasidic teaching opens our eyes and our hearts to this. <coughs> but let's look at Teshuvah. These are the ten days of Teshuva. What is Teshuva? Teshuva is to come back to who we really are, Hashem's child. In fact, there's so much reference to family during this time. There's reference on Rosh Hashanah in the reading of Hannah, praying for a child, of Sarah, Sarah and Abraham yearning for and then being blessed with Yitzchak. So much reference to Avinu, our father, Malkinu, our king. So this theme of family, of love, of closeness, of parent and child needs to reach deeply into our hearts. Not only is he our father, but he's the king and all-powerful. Teshuvah means coming back to the understanding that I am not just a child of God, but I am royal. I'm endowed with abilities. I have a mission. And my mission is to lead, to uplift, to lead the world. And the question is, how? How does that one come into being? 
We live in such a physical world. We are such vulnerable creatures. We have so many human downfalls. Some of them mentioned we are jealous. We do hate. We are greedy. We do take what isn't ours. We do kill, as it were, by embarrassing others. That idea of getting the blood to rush to the face and then drain. We are so, so tempted by so many things that waste our time. We make resolutions. I want to be more organized. I want to do the right thing. This year I'm going to study. This year I'm going to have a project. This year, this year. And comes the next Rosh Hashanah. What exactly have we achieved? Because Hashem has made it, well, not difficult, but challenging. Each one of us has our tendencies, which are there in order for us to make good choices. We need to strengthen each other. We need to show each other, give each other direction. Remember who we are. In the parsha. We are bidden to ask our elders and they will tell us. Ask your father. Ask. Remember. This is not a modern world. This is just like every generation. We may have, or Hashem might have uncovered, or allowed us to uncover certain discoveries. But essentially, we have to go back to who we are. We have to ask our fathers. We have to examine history. We have to see ourselves. Not as the be-all and end-all of the world. We indeed are a chain in an incredible, incredible history. And we need to live up to not only where we come from, but everything that has gone before us, which has set the stage, empowered us. We stand on the shoulders of giants. We'll be right back after this. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. We have to ask ourselves, what am I doing in the world? That is the activity of this time. It's not just a matter of saying, I need this, I need this, I need this. Are we going to just continue asking for the very things that hold us down, that trap us, that delude us? You know, the word Shana year, it does carry the root of Lishanot to change. Nevertheless, the Shana is a cycle that comes again and again. It's a repetitive thing, like the word Vishinan Tam Levanecha, and you shall teach them diligently over and over and over again to your children. So it's up to us. Is it going to be more of the same? I need more clothes. I need more money. I need more houses. I need more cars. Or is it going to be something different? What are we asking for? We have to come back to Shuva, to who we really are, to know where we come from and where we're going. We cannot just be sheep and followers. It's a very powerful world out there that is superficial, 
and calls us. But we, unlike any other creature, have choice. And in the parishes leading up to Rosh Hashanah, in one of them it's highlighted. Parashat Re'eh is always read sometime before Rosh Hashanah. And God says, behold, I place before you this day choice, good, and life, bad, and death. And death, death doesn't necessarily mean, God forbid, just leaving this world. We can be alive, but not really alive. Because our lives are not going anywhere, except in circles. Whom are we impressing? Who are we impressing? Ovinu Malkenu. Let's look at how do we connect with him. So Teshuvah, which means to come back to who we really are, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, people with a mission, people who are the children of God. The chosen children, everybody's a child. And he chose us and we choose life. How do we maintain this awareness, which is given to us during this time as a gift? And when we say the words of prayer, that connects us to Ovinu, our Father. Because when we pray, it's not about rattling off words, which again, does tend to happen. Oh, I know that prayer, and I just say it. No. What ends up happening <coughs> is that we choose each time to pray consciously. As the previous Rebbe says, your ears have to hear what your mouth is saying. You know, the Rebbe points out that when you speak to a human being, You've got to make sense. You've got to think and consciously use the words that are going to convey what you want to say, to convey it properly, with heart, with feeling, with connection. Why do we speak to others? Because we want to connect. Words connect us. Even if you're speaking to an audience, You watch their faces to see, am I making sense? Is this reaching into their hearts? Is this something that they might take with them? How much more so, says the Rebbe, when we speak to the King of Kings, that we should be conscious and focused and think about who we're speaking to, who are we, who is he, And what is the meaning of the words we're saying? Now, of course, one can pray in Hebrew, which is important. And one can pray in English or a language that one understands. Or one might want to say the Hebrew words, but first examine what am I saying by looking in the English? Whatever we do, we need to understand that even with a very few words, properly focused, understanding who we're speaking to, it transforms us. And the connection and the response is incredible. You see, 
when we wake up in the morning and we address God and we say, thank you for giving me life and a new day. We also say, you trust me a lot. The last two words of those 12 is, So great and ongoing is your trust in me that you gave me another day. And Hashem hopes that we're going to use this day in a way which is going to justify not only our creation and our being sustained and given another day, but all of creation because we Each one of us is an integral part of creation. We complete creation or we wouldn't be here. So there's teshuva, this idea that I need to come back to why, who I am, where I come from, why I'm here, and why I'm in the particular situation that I'm in right now will then be understandable in that context, in order for me to stay centered, tefillah, prayer, that ladder of prayer, that connection to Avinu. Because when we stand up to pray, it should be like a father is listening to a child, like a child is pleading with a father. And that's the whole message, the inner message of the shofar. It's a simple cry. It's not an orchestra. It's not a refined sound. It's a raw sound. The tekiah, the wail, the shivarim, the moan, the teruah, the sob, and the underlying messages, tate, tate, father, father, have rachmonis on me, have mercy on me. When we pray with that consciousness, it doesn't have to be long. It can perhaps be the shema the blessing before we eat, the modani in the morning. Chosen words, but with the right focus of thinking, who am I talking to? And he's listening. Sincerity is no question the key. When you talk to your father, you don't need fancy words. He understands you. He loves you. He's waiting for you. He wants to hear from you. And we need that simplicity, that connection. And it's not about saying, please make me win the lottery. Or you could say it if you want. You could say, I want to win the lottery so I can build Torah schools and shuls and so that I can support the poor. Of course. But that's the question. Why am I asking for what I'm asking for? Is it all part? of why I am in this world and the legacy that I will leave. The word teshuva can be seen as representing five Torah passages and passages from the prophets. And they help us to understand how do we really return to who we are. And the first one, the tough, tells us, Tamim tihiyei mashem lokecha. Be sincere with God. Sincere. You know, like wholehearted. And the shin, shiviti Hashem lenegdi tamid. I always envisage that God is before me. Be aware. 
be mindful of the fact of the truth. And the vav, ve'ahavta l'reach ha'kamocha. Love your fellow as yourself. Get to know yourself. The way we're speaking now. Who am I? Where do I come from? I'm God's child. I need to respect myself, value myself, and then apply that to the other. What I want for myself, I should want for the other and do my best to share with the other. Whether it's Torah words, ideas, and so on. Our words of upliftment, our encouragement, and some tzedakah, even if we don't have a lot, we must give something. And then the vase. In all your ways know him, which means in all of our ordinary journeys, know him, connect with him, understand that he's everywhere. Your ways, your personal journey that God has mapped out for you. See him along the way in everything that happens. It's the hand of God. <coughs> and finally, walk modestly with God your God. He's with you on the journey. It's not your success. It's not your prowess. It's not your cleverness. He makes this piece of flesh called a brain, able to do the most amazing things. This piece of flesh called a mouth, able to say the most amazing things. We can think, we can say, why? Because he's making it happen right now. And these hands, these legs, he empowers us. Why? In order to carry out the purpose for which we have been created, for which creation has been made. It's a partnership. It's awesome. It's an incredible, incre- incredible privilege. So what do I want to achieve? Not beautiful houses or cars or vacation spots. They can all be part of doing the mitzvah. A beautiful home to offer hospitality. A beautiful home to ease the weary a beautiful home, to raise beautiful children, to be connected to Hashem with joy. Wonderful car, to go good places and take others who can't go. A wonderful vacation in order to get strength, to serve God even better and with more joy. We have to see that we're living tamim, sincerely, whole lives. Everything should be part of the theme. It's not just Friday night, I'm Jewish, Yom Kippur, I come to Shul and and Rosh Hashanah. (coughs) It has to be consistency, which will make us feel whole inside. And amazingly, yesterday was a very special day. Yesterday was the site of the Rebbe's mother. And when we think that what our Rebbe achieved in the world and continues to achieve, people are inspired, people who never met the Rebbe, people who continue to draw strength, hope, optimism. It's an incredible thing. And 
what we want to do is if Hashem has put us into the same generation as the Rebbe, let's learn as much as we can, gather as much insight and information that we can apply to our own lives. And the Rebbe's mother, the Rebbe Sanchana, can you imagine giving birth to and raising a child like the Rebbe? We need to take some of these thoughts and lessons into our own life. We'll be right back after this short break. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. A good nerve, Shabbos, Amashi Lipsker. It's a privilege to be with you on Chai FM on the first Erev Shabbos of the year. The Shabbos when we read the Parsha Ha'azinu, where Moshe Rabbeinu makes the heavens and the earth witnesses to the words that he's going to say, the admonitions, the warnings. And he tells them, and it's not an easy Parsha to listen to, and tells them that they must learn from history. And depending on how we will behave in, you, in the future, the consequences will be good or negative. And we look at ourselves, and we look at the generation that we're in now. And we've had a chance, a God-given chance, and we're still in it, to be able to review and to reflect, and to resolve. You know, God is keeping us in a kind of limbo for a long time. This has already been going on for more than half a year. Who would have predicted? And we need to take the current times as Hashem talking to us, talking to us personally, internationally, etc. We're very good at talking about big things. But certainly at this time of the year, when we focus on ourselves, and it's a time to look at ourselves and be dissatisfied, that's okay, to see some of the good things and say we want to reinforce them, Look squarely in the eye of the areas of weakness that we keep falling into personally again and again and again. And looking objectively at who do I want to be? How do I want to be? And knowing that the choice is in our hands. And we began before the break to say that yesterday, the sixth day of Tishrei, is the Yorzeit of the mother of our Rebbe. And I want to share with you some thoughts that were put forth by a cousin. And he said as follows, he started with a joke. You know that joke about a woman who was bragging to her friends and the one was saying, the, they were all talking about their children. The one was saying that one is a, loves his mother so much <clears throat> that every Sunday he takes her out. And the other one loves his mother so much 
that he takes her on vacation. And one woman said, you know, my son loves me so much that all he talks about to his therapist is me. You know what? Jokes aside, the influence of parents, particularly of mothers, is tremendous. As women, we have to examine the gift that God gave us, how he cleared our calendars of other things during these times to give us a chance to focus on the area that we have the most influence in. We cannot necessarily influence our friends or our colleagues. We do have a certain amount of influence on our students, but we mustn't delude ourselves. God's gift to women who have children is to use their influence. And women have ingenuity. And to use that ingenuity, story goes that a woman came to the Rebbe and said, Oi, Rebbe, I want my children to be like you. And the Rebbe said, when they have a mother like mine, they'll be able to be like me. When they have a mother like mine, they'll be able to be like me. <laughs> Another time in 1981, there was a Hasidic Fabrengen. And he was encouraging everyone to participate in a particular function that would benefit an institution called Machon Chana. It's an institution that still runs, that was established in memory of his mother, the Rebetzin Chana. In fact, he gave her home to be the, the dormitory and the seminary for women who might not have had a Jewish education growing up, but who wanted to explore, and still it exists today, explore their Judaism, and that's called Machon Chana. And it was at a Fabrengen, and he's encouraging everybody to support that fundraiser, that Malava Malka. And he said, people will surely think that I have a personal bias. After all, the institution carries the name of my mother, the person who dedicated herself to my upbringing. And then the Rebbe said, and any qualities I have are thanks to her. So let it be, he said, I am biased and for good reason. There's a beautiful story told about Harav Yitzchak Hutner. He was one of the greatest leaders of the Musser movement in our time. And he credited his mother with his love and his passion for Torah. Incredible story. One morning, he told his mother that that day he would be finishing a Masechta of Gemara, a section in the Talmud. They were very poor. And when he came home, came home from Cheder, he found that the table was set as if it was a yontif. 
His mother was wearing the brand new dress that she had been saving for Pesach. Given their very poor financial state, he was shocked. That was lavishness. So he asked his mother, what's the occasion? And with a loving smile, she explained, the joy of my son completing a mesechta, a section, is the greatest yontif of all. How many of us set that tone in our home of what's important to us to be important to our children? Is it fashion? Is it gymnastics? Is it sport? Is it something lasting that connects them all the way back to the beginning of time, to standing at Sinai and before, and all the way forward to completing this world into a dwelling place for God? What mood do we bring into the home? What is the guidance we give our children? They shouldn't even have to ask us. In the very atmosphere we create, it should be telling on its own that we are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We come from royalty, of Vinu Malkenu. We are royal souls created by the King of Kings. the world grapples with the role and the rights of women. And there's a very common misunderstanding that God forbid the Torah considers women second-class citizens. God forbid. But there is this notion that Torah considers women incapable of achieving what men can. How far from the truth. We ourselves know that women can be, personally we know, fantastic doctors, lawyers, politicians. But men can also be doctors and lawyers and politicians. But there's one position that can only be filled by a woman. And that is to be a mother. A mother directly affects her child in every way. From before the child is born, she affects his emotional well-being, her psychological well-being, her spiritual well-being. A mother is capable of shaping her child's ability to trust, to love, the child's ability to bond with others. It all goes back to the mother's love, the mother's consistency, the mother's bond with her child. Our sense of self comes primarily from our mothers. Look, we do have our character and our nature, but whether we're confident or not, outgoing or reticent, whether we trust or we don't, whether we're fearful, God forbid, or courageous. This 
is largely due to the nurturing we got from our mothers. Does that sound daunting? I guess to the men out there it sounds daunting. A woman has been imbued by God. She's got what it takes. She's got what it takes to prepare the next generation, the leadership of tomorrow, to prepare staunch, confident leaders. It's not that women should be discouraged from pursuing careers. Not at all. They should be encouraged. Because it's so needed today. But what is the greatest career? The one career that's so sorely needed today, we as women should actually be bold, almost aggressive, to become dedicated, present Jewish mothers. And this time has focused it on us, has focused us on it, cleared our calendars, <coughs> allowed us to say, it's okay, I don't have to run around, I can order the food in, I don't have to be distracted with this whole bunch of things that the world tells me I need to be. I can be a mother, a dedicated, present Jewish mother. You know, a Jewish mother, a mother, that career includes medicine and psychology and teaching and every single facet of a balanced life. The Rebbe once said at a Fabrengen, nutritious food is the best preventative medicine. When a child becomes ill, God forbid, it's usually the father that runs to the chemist runs to the doctor, but it's the mother who maintains the child's good health most of the time, not just in the time of crisis. The mother prevents the illness to begin with, and that's not just a physical illness. We have to realize the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, our career as mothers. Look, there are many women who have to work. Families just can't survive on one income. So it's not ideal then. It's it's necessity. But you know what? We can usually see that the priority of the family remains the first priority, the well-being of the family. So you don't have to talk to those mothers about perspectives and priorities. Instead, we should direct our arguments against Hashem, And say, please, I shall make it easier for those women. Let them be where their hearts yearn to be, with their families. So the new year has begun. And we commemorate yesterday the yard site of the Rebbe's mother. Let's draw from that. Let's reflect on how each of us personally can improve our present situation. Let's not get caught up in arguments and minutia. Let's focus on the right for women to be women. The right to be a Hana, the right to be a Sara, the right to be the mother. A woman who finds fulfillment in providing a warm and healthy and happy environment for her family materially and spiritually 
should applaud herself and be celebrated by others. Let's visualize ourselves. Let's visualize ourselves in that way. And then you can picture your child talking to their therapist. And they'll say with pride, any qualities I have are thanks to my mother. a good May we celebrate real things. May we have the balance, the focus, and the joy of being true to ourselves, where we come from, where we're going. Good Shabbos and a good year. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.